the gospel of matthew chapter 17 through 22 from the 20th century new testament this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by j a carter www.pleonic.com the 20th century new testament by a company of about 20 scholars the gospel of matthew chapters 17 through 22 chapter 17 six days later jesus took with him peter and the brothers james and john and led them up a high mountain alone there his appearance was transformed before their eyes his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light and all at once moses and elijah appeared to them talking with jesus master exclaimed peter interposing it is good to be here if you wish i will make three tents here one for you one for moses and one for elijah while he was still speaking a bright cloud enveloped them and there was a voice from the cloud which said this is my son the beloved in whom i delight him you must hear the disciples on hearing this fell on their faces greatly afraid but jesus came and touched them saying as he did so rise up and do not be afraid when they raised their eyes they saw no one but jesus himself alone as they were going down the mountainside jesus gave them this warning do not speak of this vision to anyone until the son of man has risen from the dead how is it his disciples asked that our teachers of the law say that elijah has to come first elijah indeed does come jesus replied and will restore everything and i tell you that elijah has already come and people have not recognized him but have treated him just as they pleased in the same way too the son of man is destined to undergo suffering at men's hands then the disciples understood that it was of john the baptist that he had spoken to them when they came to the crowd a man came up to jesus and kneeling down before him said master take pity on my son for he is epileptic and suffers terribly indeed he often falls into the fire and into the water i brought him to your disciples but they could not cure him o oh, faithless and perverse generation jesus exclaimed how long must i be among you how long must i have patience with you bring the boy here to me then jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was cured from that very hour afterwards the disciples came up to jesus and asked him privately why was it that we could not drive it out because you have so little faith he answered for i tell you if your faith were only like a mustard seed you could say to this mountain move from this place to that and it would be moved and nothing would be impossible to you while jesus and his disciples were together in galilee he said to them the son of man is destined to be betrayed into the hands of his fellow men and they will put him to death but on the third day he will rise and the disciples were greatly distressed after they had reached capernaum the collectors of the temple rate came up to peter and said does not your master pay the temple rate yes answered peter but on going into the house before he could speak jesus said what do you think simon from whom do earthly kings take taxes or tribute 
from their sons or from others from others answered peter well then continued jesus their sons go free still that we may not shock them go and throw a line into the sea take the first fish that rises open its mouth and you will find in it a piece of money take that and give it to the collectors for both of us chapter eighteen on the same occasion the disciples came to jesus and asked him who is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven jesus called a little child to him and placed it in the middle of them and then said i tell you unless you change and become like little children you will not enter the kingdom of heaven at all therefore anyone who will humble himself like this child that man shall be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and anyone who for the sake of my name welcomes even one little child like this is welcoming me but if anyone puts a snare in the way of one of these lowly ones who believe in me it would be best for him to be sunk in the depths of the sea with a great millstone hung round his neck alas for the world because of such snares there cannot but be snares yet alas for the man who is answerable for the snare if your hand or your foot is a snare to you cut it off and throw it away it would be better for you to enter the life maimed or lame than to have both hands or both feet and be thrown into the aeonian fire if your eye is a snare to you take it out and throw it away it would be better for you to enter the life with only one eye than to have both eyes and be thrown into the fiery pit beware of despising one of these lowly ones for in heaven i tell you their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven what thank you if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them strays will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go in search for the one that is straying and if he succeeds in finding it i tell you that he rejoices more over that one sheep than over the ninety-nine which did not stray so too it is the will of my father who is in heaven that not one of these lowly ones should be lost if your brother does wrong go to him and convince him of his fault when you and he are alone if he listens to you you have won your brother but if he does not listen to you take with you one or two others so that on the evidence of two or three witnesses every word may be put beyond dispute if he refuses to listen to them speak to the church and if he also refuses to listen to the church treat him as you would a gentile or a tax-gatherer i tell you all that you forbid on earth will be held in heaven to be forbidden and all that you allow on earth will be held in heaven to be allowed again i tell you that if but two of you on earth agree as to what they shall pray for whatever it be it will be granted them by my father who is in heaven for where two or three have come together in my name i am present with them then peter came up and said to jesus master how often am i to forgive my brother when he wrongs me as many as seven times but jesus answered not seven times but seventy times seven and therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants when he had begun to do so one of them was brought to him who owed him six million pounds and as he could not pay his master ordered him to be sold toward the payment of the debt together with his wife and his children and everything that he had thereupon the servant threw himself down on the ground before him and said have patience with me and i will pay you all the master was moved with compassion 
and he let him go and forgave him the debt. But on going out, that same servant came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him ten pounds. Seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe me. Thereupon his fellow servant threw himself on the ground and begged for mercy. Have patience with me, he said, and I will pay you. But the other would not, but went and put him in prison till he should pay his debt. When his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and went to their master and laid the whole matter before him. Upon that the master sent for the servant and said to him, You wicked servant, when you begged me for mercy, I forgave you the whole of that debt. Ought not you also to have shown mercy to your fellow servant, just as I showed mercy to you? Then his master, in anger, handed him over to the jailers, until he should pay the whole of his debt. So also will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each one of you forgives his brother from his heart. Chapter 19 At the conclusion of this teaching, Jesus withdrew from Galilee and went to that district of Judea which is on the other side of the Jordan. Great crowds followed him, and he cured them there. Presently some Pharisees came up to him, and to test him said, Has a man the right to divorce his wife for every cause? Have you not read, replied Jesus, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and be united to his wife, and the man and his wife shall become one? So that they are no longer two, but one. What God himself then has yoked together, man must not separate. Why then, they said, did Moses direct that a man should serve his wife with a notice of separation and divorce her? Moses, owing to the hardness of your hearts, answered Jesus, permitted you to divorce your wives, but that was not so at the beginning. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of her unchastity, and marries another woman, is guilty of adultery. If that, said the disciples, is the position of a man with regard to his wife, it is better not to marry. It is not every one, replied Jesus, who can accept this teaching, but only those who have been enabled to do so. Some men, it is true, have from birth been disabled for marriage, while others have been disabled by their fellow men, and others again have disabled themselves for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let him accept it who can. Then some little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray. But the disciples found fault with those who had brought them. Jesus, however, said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for it is to the childlike that the kingdom of heaven belongs. So he placed his hands on them, and then went on his way. And a man came up to Jesus and said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to obtain immortal life? Why ask me about goodness, answered Jesus. There is but one who is good. If you want to enter the life, keep the commandments. What commandments? asked the man. These, answered Jesus. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not say what is false about others, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou dost thyself. I have observed all these, said the young man. What is still wanting in me? If you wish to be perfect, answered Jesus, go and sell your property and give to the poor, and you shall have wealth in heaven. Then come and follow me. On hearing these words, 
the young man went away distressed, for he had great possessions. At this Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you that a rich man will find it hard to enter the kingdom of heaven. I say again, it is easier for a camel to get through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. On hearing this, the disciples exclaimed in great astonishment, Who then can possibly be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but with God everything is possible. Then Peter turned and said to Jesus, But we, we left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? I tell you, answered Jesus, that at the new creation, when the Son of Man takes his seat on his throne of glory, you who followed me shall be seated upon twelve thrones as judges of the twelve tribes of Israel. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or land on account of my name will receive many times as much and will gain immortal life. But many who are first now will then be last, and those who are last will be first. Chapter 20 For the kingdom of heaven is like an employer who went out in the early morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. He agreed with the laborers to pay them two shillings a day and sent them into his vineyard. On going out again, about nine o'clock, he saw some others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. You also may go into my vineyard, he said, and I will pay you what is fair. So the men went. Going out again, about midday, and about three o'clock, he did as before. When he went out about five, he found some other men standing there, and said to them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. You also may go into my vineyard, he said. In the evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last and ending with the first. Now, when those who had been hired about five o'clock went up, they received two shillings each. So when the first went up, they thought that they would receive more, but they also received two shillings each, on which they began to grumble at their employer. These last, they said, have done only one hour's work, and yet you have put them on the same footing with us who have borne the brunt of the day's work in the heat. My friend, was his reply to one of them, I am not treating you unfairly. Did not you agree with me for two shillings? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last man the same as to you. Have not I the right to do as I choose with what is mine? Are you envious because I am liberal? So those who are last will be first, and the first last. When Jesus was on the point of going up to Jerusalem, he gathered the twelve disciples round him by themselves, and said to them as they were on their way, Listen, we are going up to Jerusalem, and there the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and teachers of the law, and they will condemn him to death, and give him up to the Gentiles for them to mock, and to scourge, and to crucify, and on the third day he will rise. Then. The mother of Zebediah's sons came to him with her sons, bowing to the ground and begging a favor. "'What is it that you want?' he asked. "'I want you to say,' she replied, "'that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on your left.' "'You do not know what you are asking,' was Jesus' answer. "'Can you drink the cup that I am to drink?' "'Yes,' they exclaimed, "'we can.' "'You shall indeed drink my cup,' he said." 
but as to a seat at my right and at my left that is not mine to give but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father on hearing this the ten others were very indignant about the two brothers jesus however called the ten to him and said the rulers of the gentiles lorded over them as you know and their great men oppressed them among you it is not so no whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to take the first place among you must be your slave just as the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many as they were going out of jericho a great crowd followed him two blind men who were sitting on the roadside hearing that jesus was passing called out take pity on us master son of david the crowd told them to be quiet but the men only called out the louder take pity on us master son of david then jesus stopped and called them what do you want me to do for you he said master they replied we want our eyes to be opened so jesus moved with compassion touched their eyes and immediately they recovered their sight and followed him chapter 21 when they had almost reached jerusalem having come as far as bethphage on the mount of olives jesus sent on two disciples go to the village facing you he said and you will immediately find an ass tethered with a foal by her side untie her and lead her here for me and if anyone says anything to you you are to say this the master wants them and he will send them at once this happened in fulfillment of these words in the prophet say to the daughter of zion behold thy king is coming to thee gentle and riding on an ass and on the foal of a beast of burden so the disciples went and did as jesus had directed them they led the ass and the foal back and when they had put their cloaks on them he seated himself upon them the immense crowd of people spread their cloaks in the road while some cut branches off the trees and spread them on the road the crowds that led the way as well as those that followed behind kept shouting god save the son of david blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord god save him from on high when he had entered jerusalem the whole city was stirred and asked who is this to which the crowd replied this is the prophet jesus from nazareth in galilee jesus went into the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of the pigeon dealers and said to them scripture says my house shall be called a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers while he was still in the temple courts some blind and some lame people came up to him and he cured them but when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things that jesus did and the boys who were calling out in the temple courts god save the son of david they were indignant and said to him do you hear what these boys are saying yes jesus answered but did you never read the words out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast called forth perfect praise then he left them and went out of the city to bethany and spent the night there the next morning in returning to the city jesus became hungry and noticing a solitary fig tree by the roadside he went up to it but found nothing on it but leaves so he said to it never again shall fruit be gathered off you and suddenly the fig tree withered up when the disciples saw this they exclaimed in astonishment how suddenly the fig tree withered up 
I tell you, replied Jesus, if you have faith without ever a doubt, you will do not only what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you should say to this hill, be lifted up and hurled into the sea, it would be done. And whatever you ask for in your prayers will, if you have faith, be granted you. After Jesus had come into the temple courts, the chief priests and the counsellors of the nation came up to him as he was teaching, and said, What authority have you to do these things? Who gave you this authority? I, too, said Jesus in reply, will ask you one question. If you will give me an answer to it, then I also will tell you what authority I have to act as I do. It is about John's baptism. What was its origin, divine or human? But they began arguing among themselves. If we say divine, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say human, we are afraid of the people, for every one regards John as a prophet. So the answer they gave Jesus was, We do not know. Then I, he said, refuse to tell you what authority I have to do these things. What do you think of this? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the elder and said, Go and work in the vineyard today, my son. Yes, sir, he answered, but he did not go. Then the father went to the second son and said the same. I will not, he answered, but afterwards he was sorry and went. Which of the two sons did as his father wished? The second, they said. I tell you, added Jesus, that tax-gatherers and prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God before you. For when John came to you, walking in the path of righteousness, you did not believe him. But tax-gatherers and prostitutes did. And yet you, though you saw this, even then were not sorry, nor did you believe him. Listen to another parable. A man who was an employer once planted a vineyard, put a fence round it, dug a wine-press in it, built a tower, and then let it out to tenants and went abroad. When the time for the vintage drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to receive his share of the produce. But the tenants seized his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. A second time the owner sent some servants, a larger number than before, and the tenants treated them in the same way. As a last resource he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But the tenants, on seeing his son, said to each other, Here is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him and threw him outside the vineyard and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Miserable wretches, they exclaimed. He will put them to a miserable death, and he will let out the vineyard to other tenants who will pay him his share of the produce at the proper times. Then Jesus added, Have you never read in the scriptures? The very stone which the builders despised has now itself become the cornerstone. This cornerstone has come from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And that, I tell you, is why the kingdom of God will be taken from you, and given to a nation that does produce the fruit of the kingdom. Yes, and he who falls on this stone will be dashed to pieces, while any one on whom it falls, it will scatter him as dust. After listening to these parables, the chief priests and the Pharisees saw that it was about them that he was speaking. Yet although eager to arrest him, they were afraid of the crowds who regarded him as a prophet. Chapter 22 Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables. 
the kingdom of heaven he said may be compared to a king who gave a banquet in honor of his son's wedding he sent his servants to call those who had been invited to the banquet but they were unwilling to come a second time he sent some servants with orders to say to those who had been invited i have prepared my breakfast my cattle and fat beasts are killed and everything is ready come to the banquet they however took no notice but went off one to his farm another to his business while the rest seizing his servants ill-treated them and killed them the king in anger sent his troops put those murderers to death and set their city on fire then he said to his servants the banquet is prepared but those who were invited were not worthy so go to the crossroads and invite everyone you find to the banquet the servants went out into the roads and collected all the people whom they found whether bad or good and the bridal hall was filled with guests but when the king went in to see his guests he noticed there a man who had not put on a wedding robe so he said to him my friend how is it that you came in here without a wedding robe the man was speechless then the king said to his attendants tie him hand and foot and put him out into the darkness outside where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth for many are called but few chosen then the pharisees went away and conferred together as to how they might lay a snare for jesus in the course of conversation they sent their disciples with the herodians to say to him teacher we know that you are an honest man and that you teach the way of god honestly and are not afraid of anyone for you pay no regard to a man's position tell us then what you think are we right in paying taxes to the emperor or not perceiving their malice jesus answered why are you testing me you hypocrites show me the coin with which the tax is paid and when they had brought him a florin he asked whose head and title are these the emperor's they answered on which he said to them then pay to the emperor what belongs to the emperor and to god what belongs to god they wondered at his answer and left him alone and went away that same day some sadducees came up to jesus maintaining that there is no resurrection their question was this teacher moses said should a man die without children the man's brother shall become the husband of the widow and raise a family for his brother now we had living among us seven brothers of whom the eldest married and died and as he had no family left his wife for his brother the same thing happened to the second and the third brothers and indeed to all the seven the woman herself died last of all at the resurrection then whose wife will she be out of the seven all of them having had her your mistake replied jesus is due to your ignorance of the scriptures and of the power of god for at the resurrection there is no marrying or being married but all who rise are as angels in heaven as to the resurrection of the dead have you not read these words of god i am the god of abraham and the god of isaac and the god of jacob he is not the god of dead men but of living the crowds who had been listening to him were greatly struck with his teaching when the pharisees heard that jesus had silenced the sadducees they collected together then one of them a student of the law to test him asked this question teacher 
What is the great commandment in the law? His answer was, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the great first commandment. The second, which is like it, is this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou dost thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Before the Pharisees separated, Jesus put this question to them. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? David's, they said. How is it then, Jesus replied, that David, speaking under inspiration, calls him Lord, in the passage, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put thy enemies beneath thy feet. Since then David calls him Lord, how is he David's son? No one could say a word in answer, nor did anyone after that day venture to question him further. End of chapter 17 through 22